0: What I don't want us to forget is the flip side, which is what do we learn about ourselves and others and humanity and what we used to take for granted? You know when you get sick or you get injured and you say, I swear, when I'm I'm going to do this, this and that. But then we forget and we go back to the old. So all the good stuff we've learned as as a society and as humans, I really want us to keep that front of mind and conscious because we can take so much out of this and it will pass. But if we lose those valuable lessons, like I'm but leave this Anzac Day stuff will remain in the driveways. I'd love everyone to take their bins out now and again and, and do drive-by birthdays and, and keep these Zoom meetings up and lend extra special attention to our sort of the earth, older people on this planet who've built this country for us and we're killing them now. Welcome to the Beers with a Miner
1: podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cup mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Ah, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat usually over a few beers, with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig. Mining. Oh, crack me up. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the Beers with a Miner podcast. You'll find this slightly different. It, yes, I have a guest. It's a happy hour episode, but it's very uh, poignant, which sounds like a very big word for Mad Mumsy, but it's very um, relatable at the moment because as we record this, it is the beginning of May and we're in the middle of the COVID-19 challenge and here in Queensland, things are just starting to release a little bit. Yesterday was our first day out where we were allowed to go 50 kilometers just for recreation. But I have a guest on today. And those of you who have been listening to the podcast know my sister, Drewy, also known as Hard Hat Mentor. She has been on the podcast a few times. Hello, my blister. Hi, mister How are you going? I'm waving, which is hilarious because no one can see me. I can see you <laughs> on Zoom, which half the world is using now and we've been using it forever. It's great. Yep. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. This is going to be gold. The reason that I wanted to have you on is because I've been doing some work for you on your Hard Hat Mentor online school, which I'll get you to share what that's about in a moment but the four little snippets about this COVID-19 and how it's changing our mining, energy, oil and gas industries, the resources sector.
0: Well, thank you, Mad Mumsy, for having me on your Beers with Miner podcast again. I guess the the school, Hard Hat Mentor, it's on a teachable platform. No doubt you'll have things in the show notes, as Mum, Mad Mumsy would say. Um, it really was... Developed to help our tribe, your peeps, anyone who works in the industry, so, you know, resources, oil, gas, mining, that sort of thing, because we wanted to give back to our tribe. Uh, You know, using tools that I knew were so very, very powerful. I had worked with psychologists before, so it just seemed a shame to me that um, this wasn't out there, and I had their blessing to present it Drew's dog, so balls out, you know, peer-on-peer, Manner, Um, just one of us to one of you to say this will help because there's so much that goes on in our minds that I was not aware of that I thought I had control of my mind. Eh, no, wrong answer. And when I started using these tools and concepts, it changed my entire life. So, and it doesn't really matter what countries we did it in. Sometimes we expose people to this with Spanish translators, and because it's just about humans and your mind, it works. So, um, it was my way of giving back in cahoots with a wonderful production company, College of Riverhouse, created videos as an intro course to try and help them try and get this message out there because there's a lot of challenges in our life and it actually sprang from the inquiry that came out in WA in 2015, I think. I got very angry about that. Um, that's in me, so I won't go into it. But I thought, you know, how can we support our people because some of us thrive in it. You know, we don't just survive, we try. And what are those people doing? What I don't know is they're inherently actually utilising all of these tools as part of who they are without them even knowing they were doing it, which is how do people build resilience, how do people respond versus react? And there's such a power that we haven't tapped into in our minds, and this can unlock all that potential for anyone who works, you know, in our industry. And I guess my background, because, you know, I've been a safety weirdo, term love, respect, You know, I coach leaders and I guess I have been a leader. We're all leaders. Every single person who draws breath is a leader in their own way. Um, And, of course, I'm a fearless facilitator. And because it was my own school, there was no rules. We could go in and go nuts and we did. So, yeah, I guess that's the very, very long story. But in a nutshell, um, the aim of the entire thing is to support our industry and everyone in it to you know unlock their untapped potential how do they do that with these brilliant psychological tools and concepts um and and to master their own influence negate that they can't do it because they can and help others do the same pretty much
1: love it there's a lot more coming that we're working on as we (laughs) speak (laughs) so you will you will definitely hear more about what's going on over there but The links, as you say, will be in the show notes and the show notes for this episode will be madmumsy.com forward slash beers 70 and the mining, the mining school, that's my school, which is also on Teachable. (laughs) A lot of my listeners know about that one. That's where the uh, courses are for them. But yours is hardhatmentor.teachable.com. But of course, the links will be in the show notes. So... We were trying to decide. Oh, well, I was. I was thinking of creating this as perhaps four, because each of your little segments go for about seven to ten minutes, and I wanted to perhaps do it as a bonus series. So have one, two, three, four, and I wasn't quite sure. I was playing around with what I'd do with it, and then I realised the next episode was episode seventy, and I was like, Nah. Well. that's it. It has to be a podcast episode with my sister. So you might be listening, thinking number 70, like it's not 50 (laughs) or a hundred or a thousand episodes, but number 70 is really important in my life. It's even on my um, number plate, (laughs) my rego. And it's because we both grew up racing motorbikes and number 70 was my number. And the universe said, no, this has to be with your sister. So, and your number was? 57. 57. 57 and 70. They're our two favourite numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we both did it for, oh, God, must have been 10 years every weekend between netball and softball. And then we went around and uh, raced mini bikes.
0: So Yeah. Dirt bikes, not road bikes, by the way.
1: Yeah, dirt bikes, exactly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Road
0: bikes. <laughs> yeah, um wanna risk your life with drivers.
1: Yeah, that's what Dad always told us, wasn't it? he said, Well, at least on a track, because a lot of people said to him, How can you let your girls ride motorbikes? You no, know, aren't you scared they're gonna get hurt? And he said, Well, I'd rather they were doing it there than on the road, because at least we we're only racing against other motorbikes in a controlled environment with procedures. <laughs> And you know, and hazard prevention and all of the things. I didn't <laughs> even think about that, only until now. Going the same way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yellow flag <laughs> got to slow down.
0: Sorry, with all the PPE on.
1: Yes, you had to have your PPE on and if you you had to obey the rules like the flags, if a yellow flag come out, you weren't allowed oh my god, never thought of this. If the yellow flag come out you had to slow down. If you overtook someone under the yellow flag, the caution flag, you were disqualified because there was no replays or anything
0: on the big screen it and was just run the meeting without an ambulance on site so they've mitigated the risks as far as practicable they did oh my god we need to right
1: note to self write this down to self. <laughs> we will dive deeper on this probably on our other upcoming project uh we will let's let's quickly touch on that because um and then i'll we'll go into what this one's going to be about but we are starting a collaboration that you'll have seen out there because we have our little Facebook page, and we're working on a few other exciting things to come with that. But still, Cap Sisters—that's the two of us together because you've got hard hat mentor, I've got Mad Mumsy, and we wanted to do something together. So I'll just plant the seed. I might have planted it earlier. I can't remember, but watch out for that. Us two getting together this year, and uh, you're going to see a lot more of us hanging out.
0: It was funny because when you do the intro, you said I'm Mad Mumsy, I said I'm Hard Hat mentor and together we are still, still Cap-
1: Crab Sisters. <laughs> hey, we're getting it. We're starting to nail that, aren't we? Yeah, that might be a little hint of what's coming, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this episode though, episode seventy, and in this Corona crisis, COVID nineteen challenge, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, what inspired you? to do this what was your trigger oh am i talking sexy to you now (laughs) i'll just explain that because that sounds (laughs) if i talk back to dione in her safety and leadership language and what she teaches at hard hat mentor and stuff like that and you say it to your partner as well don't you oh he's talking sexy to me now and it's like when i hear back from a listener who says oh I'm going to go dig in, get it, dig, mining, or they'll say something back to me that I say and I instantly in my head hear you saying, oh, you're talking sexy to me now. <laughs> but, yeah, you've got to be careful who you say that to.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, when my sweetie says to me, oh, it worked out okay because I reframed, he says that, I go, oh, stop talking sexy. <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> cool.
1: Share with us now the tr- what triggered you to make these recordings.
0: Well I guess um I hadn't really everything had changed for me because I was working from home. So there's a lot of us in our game who are working from home now versus working on site. And that was a real cultural shock to me and others and that I was going through a few um I guess evolutions in my mindset of how I could make this work. Of course we must practice what we preach. Even though I usually say things like, you know, well, sparkies have extension cords everywhere in their house. Sure, they don't as a general rule, but that's a metaphor for me, meaning how about I look in the mirror and get my own headspace right um, so that I can value add from home and so that I can not let the pressures of this particular crisis get to me in a negative way. And normally when that situation comes up, I decide how can I help others? Because by thinking about how I may be able to help others always helps me, puts me in a better place. And so it's sort of in my mind was secure your own oxygen mask before you assist others. And so I went through a few stages of having to re-secure, re-fit my own oxygen mask. And the way that I did that was create a few pictures and find a few pictures. And I had four pictures. That I focused on when I sent you those recordings, just thoughts around this current challenge because you and I hadn't, we had spoken often about it off air, off the record if you like. Uh, I thought I might just get some thoughts down and knowing Mad Mumsies, you'll turn it into a podcast <laughs> and I should say that so blasé, Is very humbled and honoured that you would even consider it. Yeah, I, I speak about these four pictures and aim it right at that challenge and, and what it meant for me and possibly some call to actions for our tribe, our peeps, FIFO, Dido, anyone in the resources industry of what are they going through and and what's their journey. So it was just to open up conversations first in my own head, then share with you, and then maybe that will help others start to self-reflect and think what could they do. And pretty much it's all about what we can control. And we can't control much except how we choose to respond. Anything and this was my choice at the time. I chose to respond in this manner, which was about these pictures I was looking at and what they meant to me and what thoughts they triggered. I get
1: love it. For those of you listening, those pictures will be on the show notes page, which Dione says through these little snippets as well as a reminder. But if you're listening in an app, especially an Apple phone, iPhone. You can click where the notes are and it will give you more and hopefully there will be pictures there. Big test. This is going to be a technology test for me because I think I can insert pictures into the show notes. It will work on some platforms and not on others. But, of course, they will all be over on the show notes page, which is madmumsy.com forward slash beers70. So that will be really good, guys. I hope that you enjoy listening to this and stay tuned at the end because we've got a couple more things that we'd like to say and I really want to uh, address a little bit of something that I haven't even mentioned to Dione yet about drinking at home when we're all isolating since this is called Beers with a Minor," and we have spoken about what your – we have covered your preference for drinking in the past which is one of the questions that I ask all my guests. So if you hang around at the end and we'll we'll just chat about a few other things that have a bit more to do with um, what we're all going through at the moment. And if you're listening to this in the future and go, oh, yeah, I've heard about that in the history books. <laughs> Whenever, when the whole world got shut down, well, listen in and you'll hear a little bit more about all of that. So without further ado, let's dig in. Get it? Dig
0: mining. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. G'day, folks. Drury here, hard hat mentor. Well, the world has spun off its axis since the last time um, I spoke to you. I felt the need to reconnect and share some thoughts. Um, initially, for Mad Mumsy, my blister and knowing her. She'll turn this into a podcast probably, so g'day Mad mumsies, beers with a minor peeps and hello to my FIFO tribe. I'm looking at a picture now, which will be in the show notes, I'm guessing, Mad Mumsy. I have a photograph, a big photograph of old school miners, real old school miners on the wall um, and it looks like they've even got candles on their hard hats, that's how old it is. And this corona thing, this COVID-19, it's... It's a hard time, Um, myself, my journey, been going through all sorts of emotions and it got me thinking, well, what can I do? And I guess the first thing we all have to be mindful of is before we think what we can do, what are we doing for ourselves first? So I'm thinking this could come under the umbrella of uh, the title, something like, one of my favorite sayings is secure your oxygen mask before you assist others. So in this time of sad, devastating, heartbreaking news from all over the world and also news that's uplifting because humanity's stepping up, but it's very uncertain, especially our our tribe and peeps in in our industry. We don't know what's going to happen and we've seen so many changes in a very, very short time. It's so strange, everything that's going on at the airports, everything that's happening on site with social distancing, as they call it, I'm not a fan of that term, social distancing, no. I prefer physical distancing because we need to say stay socially connected, hence me reaching out to you guys, but physically, we do have to stay distanced, and I know it can be hard, especially on site, to take on board all these new changes, and we might understand why is it that we have to do different things in the mess and do things at the airport and then we go down the hole or go to work and at times we can't do that just because of the nature of the beast and we and we have to get close. And I thought, well, you know, we've made agreements so that we can keep operating with the governments and so that we can help the economy. Um, we are blessed to have a job still, let's think about that for a minute. Um, we are very blessed. I feel very, very grateful to be in an industry where we still have a job. Uh, so that's important. But when it comes down to the why, why are we asked to do so many things differently on site and then perhaps have to work very closely with people at work? And for me, it makes sense because as the world changes our rules and what we have to do to keep up and show that we're doing our very, very best as an industry to, to keep going is to stand apart, as it were. And it's hard because, you know, we're a family, we're, we're the other family and we always got each other's backs and in this time when it's so hard, we want to be there for each other and yet we can't get too close, we can't get together after work like we used to, so it's really, really hard. But if we continue to do the right thing... And I know that you are, all of you, stepping up. You're taking on this challenge brilliantly, um, as hard as it is. We do this. We can keep operating. If we don't, well, who knows what could happen. I don't want to think about that. So we're not only protecting our our friends and our family and our co-workers and our loved ones and all those high-risk people back at home, but we're also helping to keep our sites open um, by showing that we're doing our very best uh, on site to shadow, I guess, what's happening in the world. So I'm looking at this picture and it prompted me to think, well, look at them, they worked so hard and, and they stood together for us to pave the way so that we've got an industry that we've got now. And then I found a picture from a band camp of an underground miner, a shadow of him on the wall, down the hole of the headlights and his shadow looking up at a face. And he was all alone. And I thought, that's sort of what we got to do to, to stop the spread. We can still stand together whilst standing alone. So, you know, we want to carry on the, this legacy for those old mates. And it also struck me that, you know, some of the high risk people are the older generation and they're probably these salt of the earth miners back in the day. It's probably, I don't know, their grandkids. their are great grandkids. So if we can all really, really make sure that we're doing the right thing, and I know you are, as hard as it is, um, but in this time of uncertainty, we can only do what we can control. And, you know, we can't control Jack except how we're choosing to respond and what's in our control. So I picked one thing, which is, let's put this message out there. Let's ask all our uh, minors to stand alone now, keep apart from each other, do the right thing, so that we can stand together again later on and keep looking out for each other. It's so hard and the isolation on camp now is, um, is pretty heart wrenching. It's not what we're used to, but it will pass. It really, really will. And with luck, we can keep operating and we'll come out the other side, I believe, even stronger, even better. So look after yourselves out there, look after each other, look after your families. I hope you're all safe and well. So this picture I'm talking about, they stood together for us, so let's stand alone now for them to stop the spread. That's a picture that really, it really means so much to me when I look at it. I even get a little bit, how you going? Because they're our peeps um, and it's not normal what they're asking us to do, but we can do it. We can do anything if we're asked to because it won't last forever and the best way that we can help everyone out there, whether we're safety weirdos, <laughs> you rock, term of love and endearment and respect. Leaders, you know, unleashing your leadership out there. And of course you feel as facilitators. The best way that we can help our tribe is to first secure our oxygen mask before we assist others. So look, if you want some help with that, there's some psychological tools of influence that we've developed. It's all free for you. It's a way to give back. Especially in this time, our psychological safety and our uh, social and emotional well being can be challenging at the best of times, living FIFO, BIBO, DIDO, uh, let alone with what we're faced with now. So, you know where to find us. Come and have a look. It's hardhatmentor.teachable.com. Uh, it's free. It's called Foundation Mind Intro Course. And Mind stands for Master Influence, Negate Doubt, which is Master influence on yourself first, your thoughts, your responses to any challenge, and negate doubt that you can't make a difference, negate doubt that you can't have a massive impact because you can. I can't wait to see you in there and stop the spread, guys. G'day folks, Drew here, Hard Hat Mentor. How are you going? Well, things have evolved now. I'm working from home. That's weird, right? I don't know if there's many of our uh, FIFO tribe. G'day, guys. And Mad Mumsies peeps, how you going? I hope you're all well and safe. Working from home, it's a new beast, it's a new beast. Um, I wanted to share some thoughts with you on that and wondering what we can do uh, to make this journey easier and and really productive and and really value-add for our companies because it's a culture change for me. culture shock. Been flying in now 30 years, so this is really strange. Um, it inspired me to take a photo and no doubt this will end up on Mad Mumsy's Beers with a Minor podcast. So um, in the show notes, I took a photo and what it's about is it's a shot from above of my bare feet in a pair of Crocs with my cat boots right there. And the reason I took it was although I'm working from home, I'm really still on site in spirit, and I need to think that way. I think if we believe that we're disconnected from our tribe and our peeps out there, or you know that we're not important enough, all these ants, automatic negative thoughts can come in. I'm not there. I wasn't important enough to be there. It's not about that. It's about um, all of our companies stepping up to do the right thing. And one of those things is have less people on site, have less people flying around. Um, let's look after our people the best way we can, so anyone who can work from home, possibly, is allowed to. So that's been a challenge for a lot of companies, thank the Lord for the NBN, it seems to be working. So this picture here was my way of, of visually, in my own mind, first and foremost, because as you know, <laughs> let's secure our oxygen mask before we assist others. And I needed to get my headspace right and my mindset because I thought, well, how am I going to do this? It's really weird, Um What I do as a role is talk to people. And so face to face, it's working out really well. I'm still having that great connection with people. So that's good. And I took this picture to remind myself and really imprint it in my brain that I may not be there in body, but I tell you what, I can still be there in spirit. We can support our company and our peeps and our tribe. It doesn't matter where we are. This physical distancing is not social distancing, so we can keep reconnected. And the first way to stay really connected is to start with, you know, well, oh, how are you going? What are you thinking and feeling about this? Because it's really hard to reach out and do our very, very best when we're facing a, a journey that's really strange. I know my sweetie, when he come home on break the first time I was working from home, when we're home and R&R together, we're home together. And we have, we do what we do. Now that's been curtailed a tad because we're doing the right things, but I had to have a few chats with him just so we could try and I don't know, what's this new normal gonna look like for us when he's home on break, but I'm not. And so he's having Barbies and a couple of quiet beers and wanting me to go out and do this and that with him in the yard and I said, well, I can't, I'm at work. It's very strange. The beauty is it's all about leadership, right? new leaders out there, safety weirdos, facilitators. If you're lucky enough to have a really good company, then your leaders trust you. That's why they hide you. They trust you to to do what you need to do. Um, they're not going to watch your every move. I'd like to think they're not going to be tracking you to see if you're online or what you're doing. And I have leaders who do trust me and, and they're very flexible. It's, it's not about quantity of work, it's about the quality. So this picture here is a big reminder for me that, you know, what can I control? Well, first and foremost, I can control how I'm choosing to respond to working from home. And the people on site saying, oh, you're lucky, you don't even have to come to site. They have no idea. Not only am I cranking out work too much sometimes, which might sound strange, but all the distractions at work are gone, especially when I'm home alone. And you can be strapped to that computer for hours on end without stopping, you know. You get in the zone and you're cranking it out. we need to make sure we get out, get some air, have breaks, perhaps try and get a bit of a routine happening. I've been speaking to all sorts of people from all over the country who are working from home, who don't usually, and there's all sorts of challenges. Some have got kids and they're home from school, their partners are there, and some of us are loving it, some of us not so much. It's important, I guess, to create that space where you feel like you're at work, get a routine, get up at normal time, you know, have a shower my first couple of days. I think I did really good work, but I was in my jammies, I swear, all day. <laughs> and my sweetie walked in, and said, oh, still in your pajamas? Which equates normally to kicking back, doing nothing, but I was cranking out brilliant work, I swear, without toot my own horn. So that's evolved now to me, you know, make sure you get up, have a shower, have brekkie and log on. You know, I even put for the first time today, I actually put my work shirt on, that was strange, but it was like getting ready for work. So you can really choose how this is gonna work. And you might think that, well, what choice do I have? I'm stuck home, I'd rather be at site. But there are a lot of positives because we're here for our families in this time that is, let's face it, it's pretty challenging. This new normal is, is pretty weird and, um, learning to switch off can be just as hard as trying to stay focused so i hope you guys will share with us what you're doing what's working well and what challenges you're having celebrate your success and you know we can help you with that we really can if you want to know how to slip into your work boots at home even if you're literally wearing thongs um it's about what's going on in your head so um you know where to find us hardhatmentor.teachable.com Stay socially connected, you're physically distancing and you are adding value. Stay connected with your teams on site. You know, whether it's Zoom, Microsoft Teams, whatever you're using, they won't forget you. Keep in touch and keep doing what you're doing because you rock. Safety weirdos, most of you are probably on site unless you have a very, very large team. The leaders out there who are unleashing their leadership and Phyllis facilitators, whether you're on site um, or at home, if you are still on site, please don't forget us, those of us who are working from home, find ways to reach out and keep us in touch, because you know we're, we're, we can get lost in our little world of thinking mm, out of sight, out of mind. So come and visit us, we can find ways to help you to help them. look, look after each other people. You rock, we're all with you. You might not be literally rock and FIFO, but you will again, and you are there in spirit. So don't ever doubt that you are influential. Negate that doubt, master that influence in your head. Okay, guys, love to see you. Bye. G'day, viewers. Drew here, hard hat mentor. How are you going? So, this time I'd like to chat with you about physical distancing. As you know, it's all about the language and reframing from social distancing—a term I'm not a fan of, as you know, because uh, we want to say we want to stay socially connected but not physically. Hi, Mad Mumsies uh, tribe peeps out there, beers with a minor. This picture I'm going to talk about will be in the show notes, no doubt. This will end up being a podcast. Hi, Blister. So I've been working from home for a little while now and uh, I'm hoping that all of you, whether you're at home or on site, hello, my rock and fifo tribe, that you are all well and healthy and doing your very best in this um, new normal please always remember this too, shall pass. So what can we do? What can we do? What's in our control? Only the way we choose to respond. That's it, pretty much. We can influence a whole lot though. And it, it, I was inspired whilst thinking about that, I was inspired to um, try and help our elderly na- neighbours because, you know, that they're high risk. So our neighbours, we're pretty tight. We're on half acre blocks here and we have chickens most of you know that, who know me, hashtag chooks rock, check it out. And they keep losing their chickens to foxes, whereas we've, um, at great expense to the uh, establishment, have fox-proofed our entire chicken run. And so we have chooks that survive and so we give them a lot of eggs. And normally we just hand them over the fence, have a bit of a chat over the fence as you do. But now in in this time of uh, physical distancing, we really want to protect them because they're in high risk and I really like our neighbours. So, uh, the picture that will be in the show notes, it shows you the first way that we chose to do it. And my neighbour that you can see there, he came up with this idea. It cracked me up. This was literally the first time I'd seen it. And he's leaning over with a a crab scoop net, you know, on a on a bamboo pole with a wire basket on the end of it. And he's put that over the fence. And inside it, the picture you can see, I'm reaching in. And I'm grabbing out um, some homemade cookies that his wife made for us, which was so cute. And I said, well, wait there. And I ran inside and got him some eggs and put the eggs in the basket. And he took them back and it just cracked me up. So I got my sweetie to take a photo. So that was the original method to exchange goods with our neighbours. And um, within three, four days, I could hear bashing and carrying on next door. And so the second picture is how it evolved. And what you'll see is, He's actually put a frame up on the fence with a swing arm, and a tool, and another arm, and then a toolbox on the end. And this can pivot across from one side of the fence to the other. And what you do is you put whatever we're exchanging in this toolbox. And it reminded me of those old, you know, the old mailboxes you see in um, American movies where they've got that little red flag and it goes boop and it flips up when you've got mail. So normally, when you look at this picture the arm and the toolbox sits in the middle of the fence. But if there's a gift for anyone, you swing it over to their side of the fence. And so now you can put gifts in the toolbox without even calling out or making sure they're in the yard. Because if I go outside and I see that the toolbox is swung around, I go, oh, there's a present. It's really, really cool. So this is the, the really good thing I'm seeing, you know, I'm sure that A lot of you are seeing humanity and how they're stepping up and looking after each other in innovative ways of doing things because we really need in our minds, as you know, if we're going to help others, first and foremost, we need to secure our own oxygen mask before we assist others. And so sometimes we can be bombarded because we want to keep up to date with what's going on in this um, corona uh, crisis or COVID-19 challenge And sometimes when you have the news on, it just rips your heart out because the whole world is going through so much. And so we can find ways to balance that out by, you know, only going to trusted sources. I'm a fan of the ABC. And also limiting how much time uh, we spend getting bombarded with all this death and sadness and economy falling down. The world will get through this. We will. But at the moment, it it can really... um, Really hurt our, I believe, uh, social and emotional well-being. On top of us being isolated at home, um, when humanity reaches out to each other, can't even hug anyone. And sometimes you just need a hug, right? And I'm a big hugger. It's actually one of my potential limiters. <laughs> I'm coming in hot. Sometimes I come in hot and give someone a hug, and they back off. So to be able to uh, balance that out by Focusing on remembering and sharing and celebrating how we are um, still connecting with each other, even though physically we need to keep um, that distance. And so I wanted to share this picture with you. It's one way, and I'm loving all of the, um, for my mind to try and uh, do what I can do in my control is to balance all of the sad news every day and every night that we see with keeping up with what's going on in the world where people are, are still connecting, like whether they're taking their bins out in weird, um, <laughs> weird costumes or they're doing drive-by birthday parties or, you know, they're all getting together and there's heaps of people on screen and they're singing songs. They're connecting in ways that we never have before. And as much as social media can be a real pain in the you-know-what, at this point in time, I think it could be our saving grace as well. So... Reach out virtually any way you can to your support network, guys. It's really important that we do that because we're going to come back together and I believe we're going to come out stronger and better. I think this picture will make you chuckle. Please share what you're doing, what you've seen, what you like, how you're balancing those messages. Um, and working from home, what does that look like for you? You know where to find us. Look, all my tribe out there in Mad Mumsies peeps, those people who are rocking FIFO, look, I know that your, um, your breaks have changed, your R&R, you come home and it's different. It's not R&R as we know it. It's the new normal. So for you to be able to help your family and your own self, of course, you need to get your head right first. And don't worry if there are times when it doesn't feel like you're in the right place. You're not alone. We're all We're all going there. We just need to find ways not to stay there too long and dust ourselves off and continue to help others. And we can help you with that. You know where to find us. I can't wait to see you there. Look after each other and I'll uh, see you on the other side. G'day folks, Drew here, hard Hat Mentor. How are you going? I'm hoping you're all coping well in our new normal world and that you and your loved ones and all your workmates are safe and healthy. G'day to my FIFO tribe, Rockin' FIFO and Mad Mumsy's peeps out there. This is for you, you know that. We're all in this together and in this new time, I guess especially for those of you who are still on site and those working from home, but uh, please look out for our tribe. I know that you are. Of course, you need to look after yourself first before you can help them. How's that saying go? It's... uh, secure your own oxygen mask before you assist others. So I was trying to secure mine the other day and I guess building on a a conversation I shared with you earlier around balancing out the messages. So there's a lot of changes on site. There's people doing new rosters, trying to readjust very quickly to changes that are happening every time they come back, something is different, something is different, whilst still working through all the challenges that have always existed uh, in our industry, at work every day, just trying to get her done and living that FIFO life that that is different now, very, very different now. So they need your help. So all your safety peeps, your leaders and your facilitators, sometimes when I'm trying to help others, as much as we need to hold them accountable and, and have those performance management conversations and hold people accountable, sometimes... We don't take a breath and celebrate the small wins along the way and balance out this messaging because everyone has a why, they're making the decisions they're making. Especially now, if you see people making some strange decisions or behaving in a manner that isn't really them, and let's just give everyone a break because there's a lot of pressures, extra pressures on all of us, including you. And so for me, when I'm trying to help people with all of those things, which is tenfold now, we're almost in the perfect storm, is to keep asking them, you know, well, what's good? What's working? And a lot of the feedback I'm getting from various sites uh, around the country and my family who are working on site and friends and colleagues is that there's a real shift in the culture. Some of the big stuff is still going on, Uh, the normal challenges just to, you know, get these resources out of the ground. But the little stuff that we used to think was important, maybe not so much now. you know, we've all reprioritized, and there's so much good stuff going on in the world. I spoke last time about how humanity is stepping up and, and connecting with people. We might might be physically distancing, but no, we're not socially distancing. So I thought, well, this corona thing and this COVID-19, although there's some good things coming out about it, the actual word. It's like an evil thing. It's not a good thing. We want it gone, be gone, corona. And there's a lot of really smart people in our medical profession and scientists researching ways to find a, um, you know, a vaccine. could be a while. So I thought, well, like I did with the FIFO acronym, you know, I got very, very angry when um, the inquiry came out about the effects on our mental health in FIFO. And the rest of the world just attacked us, our tribe, and said, oh, well, Why don't they just quit or don't be so greedy? They just want toys. Oh, they have no idea. They've never worked in our world. So I want to stick up for us and and try and reframe, if you like, the the FIFO acronym even to try and balance some of the messaging so that, yeah, it it can be challenging and and it doesn't work for a lot of people and that can have impact um, on their lives. But at the same time, there's a lot of us out there, we're not just, you know, we're not just surviving it, we're thriving it works for us and for our families. So I wanted to get people to share what's working well. And I started with the the FIFO acronym. So instead of it standing for, you know, something negative like fit in or fork off, changed it. And I think the first one was forging incredible friendships on site. And that got people opening up conversations around what was good around it. And so we've spoken earlier, I shared, about what I've seen and what all of us is really good, the good stuff that's happening in the world with people, the way they're having weddings, the way they're having birthday parties, the way people are socially connecting in ways that just was not happening before, innovative ways to to be connected. It's just gold. I'm, I'm loving it all. So this picture uh, I'm looking at now, i created just a visual snapshot of the corona, the word, vertically, uh, and, you know, Mad Mumsy would say, it'll be in the show notes, So, corona, vertically, C-O-R-O-N-A, I wanted to make us think about it in a different way. So, what I was seeing happening, and to to make this acronym uh, remind us of that, is the sea is catapulting our reaching out nature, all in this together. And that was just a quick snapshot um, I put out there, just trying to get people to think about it in a different way. And I guess for all of you out there who are possibly, at times, struggling, if you want to find ways to um, help yourself reframe, if you like, this is a classic reframing, Um, you can learn all about it. Uh, You know where to find us. We're on hardhatmentor.teachable.com and uh, there's free stuff out there. We want to give back, especially now at this time, all of our people on site, everyone at home, you know. We've got untapped power that we might not be using at the minute, but if you don't know how to tap into it, that's what we can help you with. Come and see us, and and these tools are very, very powerful. One of them is framing and reframing, how we can switch around what's going on in our heads for a better outcome than possibly what's going on at the minute. I can't wait to see all of you in there, my FIFO peeps, safety weirdos and leaders and uh, fearless facilitators. You rock. You rock. You're not rocking FIFO, but you will again. And some of you still are. So while you are, find every opportunity to to reframe your own thoughts and and help others to do the same. Uh, Stop the spread. We're all in this together. Look after each other. I know that you are. This too shall pass. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman
1: and the Bantax Accounting Group. Julia's my awesome accountant. She's written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker, and she's got a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. She's got heaps of tips and makes sure that we get every cent we are meant to get and is right on the ball with everything. If you head to bantex.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet, all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things. And you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. And that's just one of the things that they've got over there. So I strongly urge you to head to bandtax.com.au forward slash minors and see what they can do and find your nearest office as we come up to tax time. They're really on the ball, know what's going on with the tax department and there's heaps of other free information like property investing. If you really plan on doing some great things with your money, you want to do that, right? If you want to sell your house, can save a lot of money if you find out what to do first rather than in hindsight. And Julia, she'll, you know, make sure you get it right. And if you do it wrong and then go and see her, she'll up <laughs> <she'll help> you <laughs> in the nicest possible way because she really cares about us and wants us to keep our money and not give it to the tax department. Anyway, head over to bantax.com.au forward slash minors and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Okay, guys, there you go. What did you think of that? I hope that you have a whole new thought process about what it is that we're going through, or perhaps you're not actually going through it, like working from home, but you know other people that are, or your partner is, or someone who is on your site isn't there, and you think, oh, they're at home doing jack, <laughs> doing nothing. Um, I think it Covered a lot of points of view and thank you for sharing that with a story that was gold.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'm again humbled and honoured as always that you would choose to put it out there to the world. Well, it had to be. It had to be.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I have a couple of questions because I too am working from home these days and I do like a beer. And if I'm home and I'm not having to drive anywhere and it's like, well, and I. Can do some of my most creative work after I've had a couple of beers, and um, it just releases a lot of the things. But we have to be very careful where that pendulum swings. It's like eating and exercise. It's all. It's all of that. But since this podcast is called Beers with a minor, I thought we'd focus on the alcohol side for a start off <laughs> anyway. So I've got a couple of things I've been trying to do to not start drinking so early. So at least put it off as long as I can. And my biggest ones is I'm not allowed to have a drink of beer until I've drunk this bottle of water. Okay. Sometimes it's a little bottle (laughs) or I'll scull it and then go, right, now I can have my beer. I will admit to that a couple of times. And the other one is just when I first have that, trigger I guess like oh I might have a beer because it's still bloody hot up here you know we're still we've still been in the low 30s and where I'm staying at the moment gets quite warm so it, it's the temperature that helps me to think oh Jesus oh, I'd love a beer you know so okay I will have one because I can so I've just started when I initially think of it I put it off get it out of my mind and do something else and see how long. Sometimes it can be another two or three hours before it comes back. So, yeah, I guess putting it off as long as I can has been helping me and making sure that I drink water first. And also, if I know, because I've been doing a few online courses and things, always trying to improve myself. And when I'm doing those courses, I, um, you know, of course, I'm not drinking when I do those either. So because you've got to stay focused and, you know, I'm seeing it as work as well. Different if I'm doing a podcast interview because especially for my podcast, Beers with a Miner, who well, was just done Australian not to have a beer when your podcast is called Beers with a Miner. Oh, so have you had any challenges like that? And if so, how are you dealing with them?
0: Yes, um, very much so. Not just, as you say, alcohol, but the food the difference at work, on site, you know, been flying in and out 30 years, you can only eat what you take with you and you can only eat when you have the chance and the time versus I just head turns right there's fridge calling me. <laughs> um, and also when my sweetie's home on R&R, <laughs> food, food, glorious food is a, is a social event. Um, So there are big, huge meals at all times of the day. So uh, first I'll address the food situation is um, my work pants getting a little bit tight. Uh Uh-oh. And so with the alcohol, when I'm at work literally for the company I'm working for, not my own company, but the band camp where I'm working at the moment, um, quite obviously the work ethic I was instilled with from our parents and, you know, they're paying me and they are so trusting as a company that I think I, I feel like I get struck by lightning even if the thought enters my mind. So like you, what you may not be aware that you just have are doing, is you're recognising that trigger and then, you know, in your mind it's almost like an automatic negative thought. Well, it's not. It's probably a pretty good one. But when you feel that trigger before, that turns into a feeling of, oh, yes, I'd love a beer and then you act on that and the outcome is you get a beer, you know, the trick is, as we teach in the school, recognise those triggers immediately before it goes around that cycle so that you put it off for a while or you make rules, so have a drink um, of water. (laughs) For me, like us, whether it be Still Cap Sisters, Hard Hat Mentor Brand, no rules. And that's when I have to do what you say, (laughs) literally, is no, you mustn't have a drink. So I, I tend to have rules like, if I've got a job I want to get finished, I'm not allowed to have drinks till I finish that particular job. And that could be literally work or housework or gardening. The other one is feel free to eat something because I'm not a huge fan of breakfast or lunch at times. I forget to eat quite often, but then I'll eat most of the afternoon. Um, and so, you know, if it's a glorious day and it's 1pm and I'm on break and my other half's out there and he's having a beer, Before I will have a drink, I'll make sure I eat something, even if it's a sandwich or, and like you say, water, very, very important. And my body tells me if I haven't done that because I get a really bad heartburn because I think the alcohol, because I only drink spirits, not beer, don't like beer, never have, it must hit the bottom and go burny, burny, and it's very painful and it's really not pleasant. And so I still force that one down and then I make sure I eat something. So, yeah, it's. It's a challenge and, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people at home suffering perhaps isn't the word but, you know, it's about self-discipline and when there's no one around to tell you what to do, it's about forming those habits. I love the way that you brought up I've set myself little rules so maybe we can ask your listeners, what do you do? And it may not be alcohol, it might be food, it might be the temptation, you know, to sit down and watch Netflix versus actually work who knows what their temptation that draws away their focus or will make them not have the best outcomes because they're going to their demons, if you like, or getting distracted.
1: Yeah, same with exercise too. You know, um, like it's been hot up here still. Like, oh, it's a bit late now for a walk. I've missed. I've missed the window of opportunity. I'll go later. And then by later... I've had a couple of beers, so I'm just going for a stroll down to the Frangipanis to look at the sunset and the creek. It's not a fitness walk. It's just a let's get out. But if the police had asked me, I was exercising. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, And there is a policeman living next door, so I've seen them pulling people up as well. Like, oh, what's mm. going on out there? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So that's good to know that it's happening. So, yeah, the challenges of... Staying home, other challenges is t- sound like about a drink now already. It's not, I've got water, I'm having my token water before I have a drink.
0: <laughs> Funny when you said you even mentioned the word alcohol or beer, my eyes went straight to the clock on the wall and I looked at it, I went, Yeah, no, nah, too early. <laughs> well, know, I just think about it because I'm doing beers with a minor,
1: and I just looked at it too. I'm like, I'm drinking water, and then I looked and it, yeah, it is, t- it's still only 10 to 12 here. So that's even too early for me. The sun is not over the yard arm yet. But the other day I got up really early and I did heaps of gardening. I did heaps of stuff. And I'd done a day's work before the sun was over the yard arm. arm. Actually, it might have been Anzac Day. So, Mm. yeah, because I got up early, did the driveway challenge, and then, um, you know, watched a little bit of, of it on the telly. And did some gardening yep. and, and stuff. And so the day started earlier. So therefore I gave myself an extra hour or so to have a drink earlier. That's funny. Yes.
0: And it's even... funny when you talk about exercise, that triggered in me that um, I'm a bit of an ex-exerciser at the moment. When I was full noise into it, um, note to selfs: call to action, feel free to ask me why I haven't started and when I'm going to, mm-hmm. um, is... I would always make sure, like you do your meditation every day, it's part of your daily morning ritual. Exercise was mine because I knew I'd probably want to drink later. I was not allowed to have drink unless I'd done my exercise for the day and get it all out of the way in the morning um, and then do other things. And so at least it was done then, done and dusted, the exercise part of the day. It was like you earned the drink. And Also, I'm thinking we're in a different situation to a lot of others because a lot of others, especially at the moment, have got kids at home, homeschooling. Um, some of them are starting to go back now. And most of those people probably um, don't even think about <laughs> alcohol is not their problem. It's dealing with the children and some of them, their partners at home, all of them all crammed together so it presents a whole other set of challenges. And it would be very, you know, we've seen a lot of it on TV and online of tips and, and things people are doing to deal with that particular challenge of we're all stuck in here together. we're all of this together all right and we love our family and we love our our other halves but yeah nah, that close for that long what are we doing so you know we there are many different um I guess levels of challenges depending on your own individual situation I don't have children but others do so that would be I'm not blessed with them so that would be an interesting scenario depending on what setup they have to and I've spoken to a lot of people working from home who do have the kids, and they say it's very hard to, <laughs> in all sorts of ways. That'll be a whole other podcast, I think, you know, talking about all of that because it's not a small subject.
1: When we have been in our little bubble at home, for whatever reason, maybe we've had to work from home or maybe we've just not we're not working at the moment and now all of a sudden you get a job and you've got to go back out into the world or you've done your 14 days social isolation because you traveled interstate or like you, you were having to work at home now. And then when it comes time to going going back to work, getting back out in the community, I know I had to go out somewhere last week, and I hadn't been anywhere for nearly two weeks except to our local uh supermarket and I felt really weird and vulnerable, and it felt wrong I shouldn't be here, but it was a an essential trip and I just wanted to hurry up and get the hell back home, scurry home back to my safe little nest. but when it comes time that we must do it like you must get on Like, for instance, yourself, Dione, when you will be going back to site and doing your face-to-face coaching and all the things that you do and meetings and everything and getting on a plane and stuff, how do you you feel about getting your mind ready for that to happen, I guess, is where I'm coming from? How do you set up for success for that to work and not freak you the hell out like I did and turn around in my V8 and storm back home? (laughs)
0: Very good question. Um, I guess there's a, there's a few questions in there. And the first one would be, because this has gone on for a while and it doesn't really matter what your situation is, all of us have had to learn a new normal, including the people flying home who have stayed on site. Their r have changed dramatically. Their rosters have changed. So there's, there's a whole different gambit because they need to adjust not only to all the changes on site, all the distancing, but also when they get home, it's not R&R as they know it. It's like a Clayton's R&R because they really can't go and do things and they can't. All their peeps are actually in one place now. Um, so my concern um, and what I'll focus on when I go back face-to-face is, you know, what changes they saw within themselves, how did that change them? Because the way they usually release and relax and get ready to go back are new ways to get work washed away and enjoy their r and um, And most people I'm speaking to cannot wait for these restrictions to be eased even more so that their R&R, they can actually do what they used to do. Um, so and the flip side of that, the question you asked is how we set ourselves up for success. Was a little bit uh, like I touched on in one of those pictures where you saw the picture of my bare feet in Crocs and my boots. So the way that I've been doing it is to continually stay connected with my teams and my people at work so that although I'm not there in body I've been there in spirit this whole time um, even if it's only on the phone so that keeps those relationships and that um, network alive and well so depending on how much time you've got to prepare the suggestion would be whatever you can do to reach out and stay connected to them it doesn't matter if it's a phone call or zoom whatever it is you know, they're very, very busy and they haven't forgotten us and we certainly haven't forgotten them and we are part of the team still. We, we I believe, need to proactively reach out to them to keep those relationships and connections alive so that when we do go back, it's not such a jolt from having seen you and heard from you for six to eight weeks, three months, however long it's going to be. There will be people you won't see. Um, the way our mind sort of works as you know, Leanne, because you have been privileged to uh, help get all these workshops online, so you've been them over and over again, is depending on how long something is, you you build new neuron pathways and certain thoughts, if you like, uh, mindsets. Uh, The way you do things, when you touched on I haven't been anywhere for a few weeks, I was driving the other day and I thought, I've got to focus, really not driving much at all. And so that automatic pathway that you can do off in alpha with the fairies seemed to have vanished a little bit and it was almost like i was relearning how to i wasn't scared but I, I was wasn't automatically just doing things and i had an automatic car which perhaps is a thing because it makes us be more aware that oh i'm actually in a car and i need to stay focused so for me going to back to sight is going to be very strange even though I believe most of us will be fine and most people who go back out into the world will be fine because it won't take long before those old pathways are reawakened and we will, though it will never be the same again, we'll remember and it will trigger from our subconscious into our conscious working mind, oh, I remember this. What I don't want us to forget is the flip side, which is what do we learn about ourselves and others and humanity and what we used to take for granted? You know when you get sick or you get injured? And you say, I swear, when I'm I'm gonna do this, this and that, but then we forget and we go back to the old. So all the good stuff we've learned as as a society and as humans, I really want us to keep that front of mind and conscious because we can take so much out of this and it will pass. But if we lose those valuable lessons, like I'm leave this Anzac Day stuff will remain in the driveways. I'd love everyone to take their bins out now and again and and do drive-by birthdays and, and keep these Zoom meetings up and you know, spend extra special attention to our sort of the earth, older people on this planet who built this country for us and we're killing them now. So oh, I'm getting a bit thing and I'm off track a little, but I believe that um what you're saying is very true and how everyone does it will be individual to their own good selves. They need to put their self belief boots on to know that it's gonna be okay. They will learn very rapidly how to go back out there, and it's not a bad thing if they're more mindful of everything around them because we've been walking through in a day's half of our lives possibly, and all of a sudden we're noticing, oh, there's a person. Oh, how close are they to me? Well, now when we see them and all this is gone, we can say, you know, and imagine being able to just not be scared. They're all, they've got it. You know, let, let's hug people again. Oh, my God, so many hugs to catch up on. Did I
1: answer your question? Absolutely. That was freaking gold right there. That will keep us all thinking about the valuable lessons that we've learned as a society. And I guess one thing I would add to that, and I know you would agree as well, is how much more value is being put on certain people in the um, what's the word, in employment, what what their roles are, what they do, like the people at Woolies. (laughs) Thank God they kept going and they just kept bloody being there when everyone's fighting about fucking toilet paper, for God's sake. I mean, that's when it first started getting real in Australia, when you're seeing on the news people fighting about toilet paper. Um, And why toilet paper? (laughs) No one knows. Um, But it really that gets me a bit thing obviously and it's how important the people at Maccas are with their drive through coffee we can still go and get bloody coffee well we can here in Queensland in England they shut all Maccas they're opening 15 this week that's it so you know we're blessed to have been in Australia for those of us that are listening in Australia which most of my peeps are and I'm proud of how most Australians have handled themselves and are doing the right thing and are staying home and we're not having very many, rarely, a protest about our civil liberties and, you know, you can't lock us up. We've just done the right thing and look what's happened, you know. We're we're getting through it at this stage as we record this. You know, there was a little outbreak in Abattoirs in Victoria this morning, so... You know, they can still happen. That's why, even though we're allowed to go out our, here, our 50 kilometres for recreation, but we've still got to do the right thing. We've still got to stand apart, like what you were saying in the, in your, the second one, the last, whichever one, all of them,
0: <laughs> the social
1: distancing, the physical distancing, do the right things. And, yeah. yeah, just remember all of the lessons. Yeah, like our
0: beaches. Oh, my God just to be able to go to the beach and do nothing if you choose. Um, you know, also the, the importance and the money that's going into, and I hope this doesn't fade away on everyone's social and emotional well-being, because mm. this has affected a lot of people and you and I, it's why well, we do what we do. We, we're trying to help everybody with that. Um, so that's really, really important. But also the, the fact that this will pass but let's not lose the lessons um, and you know, especially any reconnections we've made with family and friends, keep them alive, keep keep them going. And, you know, is it going to be easy come back? No. Will it ever be the same again? No. Maybe it was never meant to be. Um, I don't know. But thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's glorious. It's been a pleasure. And I never know what's going to pop out of us. So <laughs> you have a way of getting people to speak in a manner that's deep. So thank you. Oh, thank you.
1: Thank you. And I think too, that as you were saying that, I I was starting to think about how many people that have used this opportunity to mm, perhaps reframe their whole life, because they're like, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't mm-hmm. what they've been doing for their whole life. What else can I do? There's a lot more online courses. There's uni courses that are all subsidised. There's so much of a grand opportunity right now for reinvention and to focus on what it is that you really want to do that you're going to go and be able to do and enjoy and feel like you're adding value to the world and not just wait until you've got a bit of time off in whatever industry you're working in Um, and for those of my peeps who were listening who were so desperate to get into mining, you know, you're not even there yet but still start thinking about what it is that you do now and how we can just all think about adding a little bit of value to those around us and the world at large really.
0: Yes, and those all those people who lost loved ones, all those people who don't have work, all those people who are suffering terribly. Um, let's just hope that in a in a real timely fashion um they get the help and assistance they need and they get back on track because you know, we are a lucky country. And my call to action here also is please, please download the app. Um, we don't then these restrictions are gonna stay for longer. They need to be able to trace us. They need to be able to track us. And those people who are saying, this is my opinion only, of course, but those people who are saying, um, oh, don't trust the government, well, guess what? Um, Big Brother's been watching you and they got access to more stuff than this one's going to have access to. Every time you turn on the phone, every time you order something online, get real. If you don't understand that, um, don't make us suffer by keeping us locked down because you don't trust this particular app. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but please help us you know, help us get back to
1: whatever the new normal's going to be, please. I totally agree. I downloaded the app as soon as it was released and I'm a bit of a, I like to think of myself a bit of a, I know my technology and, you know, Facebook and Google know more about you than what yep. a bit of Bluetooth talking to another Bluetooth person is. So I want to know if I've been in contact with someone who's had it and I also want to know that if I do get it I can say yes I've got the app I can upload that and they can see only the people who have the app though who I've been with because you can't remember two weeks I don't even you you don't know you just don't know and that's how clusters happen so I agree call to action get the app if you haven't already
0: yeah yeah And I'm hoping this will go to air soon, but if it doesn't, if these restrictions haven't been relaxed more, it's probably because not enough people have done this because it is a criteria. They've got to be able to track and trace, baby. Can't track and trace there's not enough people on the app. So let's do it. Yep, absolutely. All right, this
1: has been Gold. Thanks so much, my blister. And for my listeners, remember the show notes can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 70 the number 70 best number in the <laughs> world and head over to hardhatmentor.teachable.com follow hardhatmentor on all the things you know socials and say good day and tell her you heard her on the beers with a minor podcast thanks again my blister we'll talk soon thank I'll you be blister see ya.
0: And we are still Cup Sisters.
1: Still Cup Sisters, watch Cup. out. <laughs> okay, love you, see you bye.
0: See you
1: bye. You hang up.
0: No, you hang up.
1: No, you hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. Okay, okay. ready, uh-huh. set, ready, go.
0: Set,
1: go. go. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you silly.